Here on this holy 
Good morning friends and a really warm welcome to St Peter's for our morning service here today. If you're new or visiting, just be at home with us. Uh, we often say we take God seriously, but we try not to take ourselves too seriously. So just be relaxed. Don't worry about where you need to be uh, at any point in the service. Um, uh, today's service is an all-age service, which means all the young people are going to be here with us. They haven't got their separate groups next door. We're also excited to say uh, that we've got uh, a baptism. The 
baptism of Rosie happening uh, this morning. So we extend an especially warm welcome to uh, all the family here today. Uh, we, we, we are delighted to be able to celebrate this special day with you. Um, so uh, without much ado, let us stand and we're going to start with an opening prayer and then we're going to go into a couple of songs uh, before the baptism itself. So let's stand. And as we stand, I just want to share a little bit of church family news that if you're on our sort of mailing list, you would have already known. Uh, uh, basically, um, in a month's time, on the Sunday, the 9th of July, uh, we've got our big church barbecue. It's happening in the Vicarage Garden this year, just because we're having a bit of issue with the sort of venue. But we're looking forward to being back up at Hindhay Farm next year. Uh, but that's Sunday, the 9th of July. Put that date in your diary, because it's going to be a great uh, event. I'm sure the sun is going to be shining, and we're going to have a great time together. So do uh, put that date in your diary. But let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've gathered us here to worship you. And Lord, we just pray that by your spirit, you would be at work amongst us today. Help us to worship you. Help us to hear you speak to us afresh. Help us to leave this place changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, let's worship.
the saviour of the world. Please be seated. So we come now for a special part in the service uh, called the baptism, the baptism of Rosie. Um, some people call it christenings, uh, baptisms, christenings, it's the same, it's the same thing. So uh, christening is sort of the popular uh, English word for it. it, comes from the old English Christ naming. Uh, but actually in the Bible, we hear the words baptism. That's what it's spoken of in the Bible. I'd just like to invite up, um, well, actually, the, the, the whole, the, the, the whole caboodle, so Josh and Danny and Rosie, but also the supporting friends and godparents. So why don't you all come up? Let's give them a round of applause. That's great. And uh, Rosie's looking very special today indeed. Um, kitted out in the noise with all the baptism stuff, so that's very good. So, Josh and Danny, why don't you come towards me? We'll do a little bit of a dance on, on, up here, shall we? <laughs> So Josh and, and, and Danny, 
We've known you for a number of years here. You've been part of our church family, um, actually, uh, for a long time. So this is, this is little Rosie, yeah? So um, uh, when, when was she born? What's it? Well, let's, have a, let's have a microphone. So when, when was she born? 29th of December. The, that was the... 29th of December. 29th of December. So we're really excited to have uh, little Rosie here with us. And uh, it was my pleasure to, to marry you guys back in 2000, was it about 16th of July, 2021? Yeah, that's great. So there you go. So not many anniversaries uh, to have to remember so far, but that's great. So, um, so uh, and you've been part of our, our family. So Rosie's... Um, parents are here, but also her grandparents are part of our church family. So give us a wave, Steve and Hannah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, and uh, and also, believe it or not, although they won't thank me for saying this, uh, Rosie's great grandparents are also part of our t- t- family. Tony and Claire, let's give a round of applause. So, uh, well, you know, so it's great to be able to mark this special day with you all. So uh, we've got some questions. So if I can ask you, encourage you guys just to shovel along a little bit so I can actually get to the baptism stuff itself. So we've got some water here. Don't worry, Rosie, I'm assured it's wonderfully warm. There we go. So there's different symbols in baptism. Water, so the cleansing by the water being made new. Light, uh, um, and light is actually the theme of today's service. We're going to be picking up on that theme a bit more. Uh, And also the cross, and later in the service I'm going to be doing a little cross on Rosie's head. So um, uh, we've got some words of welcome and a decision, because Rosie isn't quite old enough to sort of uh, have the microphone, so you guys are going to be sort of making that decision on their behalf and uh, welcoming her into the church family. And there's bits for us to join in with as well. We will stand uh, when our time comes to sort of affirm our shared faith by saying the words of the creed together um, before we move on to the baptism itself. So I've got some questions for you all, um, well, for you guys here today. So, parents and godparents and and supporting friends, the church receives Rosie with great joy. Today, we are trusting God for her growth in faith. Will you pray for her, draw her by your example into the community of faith, and walk with her in the way of Christ? With the the help help of of God, God, we we will. will. And in baptism, we symbolize the start of Rosie's journey of faith. And today, you speak for her. Will you care for her? Help her to take her place within a life and worship of Jesus Christ Church. And so we say together, with the help of God, we will. And as I've already said, the theme of today's service is light. And in baptism, um, we, there's, it's symbolic of God calling us out of darkness and into his kingdom of light. And so to follow Christ means dying to sin and rising to new life in him. And so I ask six questions now. So the first is this. Do you reject the devil and all rebellion against God? I reject them. Do you renounce the deceit and corruption of evil? I renounce them. Do you repent of the sins that separate us from God and neighbor? I repent of them. Do you turn to Christ as Savior? I turn to Christ. 
Do you submit to Christ as Lord? I, I submit, submit to, to Christ. Christ. Do you come to Christ, the way, the truth, and the life? I, I come, come to Christ. Christ. Well, that's great. You guys can now relax. That's your hard bit done and over with. Um, we are now going to sort of affirm, along with the parents, the godparents, the supportive friends here, uh, the Christian faith in which Rosie is being baptised into. So can I encourage you all to stand? The words are going to appear on the screen above us. And you, I will say the words in faith, and we say together the words in bold. And so I ask everyone here, including those here on the stage with me now, do you believe and trust in God the Father, source of all being and life, the one for whom we exist? I believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God's Son, who took on human nature, died for us, and rose again? I believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God, the Holy Spirit, who gives life to the people of God and makes Christ known in the world? I believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the worldwide church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, please be seated. We come now to the baptism itself. So, the time for getting wet. Don't worry. It's not baptism by full immersion, although I have seen that with infants. So, we're going to begin with an opening prayer. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for the water of baptism. In it... We are buried with Christ in his death, and by it we share in his resurrection to new life. Through it we are reborn by the Holy Spirit, and therefore in joyful obedience to your Son, we baptize into the worldwide family those who have come to you in faith. And so we pray now for Rosie, that in the years to come, she may grow in knowledge of your love for her. Renewed in your image, may she walk by the light of faith and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit belong all honour and glory now and forever. Amen. Amen. Well, here we go. So, shall I... Am I brave enough? Do you think Rosie's going to come to me? Yeah. She's looking a little bit unsure, but let's have a look. Here we go. I've got very cold hands as well, so we'll have to see. Here we go. So this is the baptism itself. So, Rosie, I baptise you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, didn't she do well? Let's give her back to mum and dad. Look at that. There's a little something to dry ahead with. And I've also going to, um, as I've said, light and water, and lastly, the cross. So Rosie, Christ claims you as his own. Receive the sign of his cross. Amen. Amen. Let's give her a big round of applause.
So, Rosie, do not be ashamed to confess the faith of Christ crucified. Fight valiantly as a disciple of Christ against sin, the world, and the devil, and remain faithful to Jesus all the days of your life. Amen. So we're going to uh, give uh, the family uh, a welcome, and we've got some gifts. First of all, here's um, here's a gift for little Rosie, a little uh, a little Bible for her, and uh, there you go. So some good bedtime stories. We've also got uh, some bits and pieces for you. There you go. There you go, and one for a little certificate of baptism. And then lastly, we've got a candle. And uh, because it's all about moving from the kingdom of darkness into God's kingdom of light. And so some people, once a a year on the date of uh, the baptism, uh, relights this candle. And as I give this um, to Uh, Mum, I want to say, through Jesus Christ, the light of the world, God delivers us from the dominion of darkness and gives us a place in his kingdom of light. Receive the light of Christ and walk in this light all the days of your life. Amen. So we're going to welcome them into our local church family here. And so uh, why don't we stand to give them a welcome. And some words are going to appear on the screen uh, above us. And so these are the words of welcome. I'll say this first bit in faint, and then we join together in the next bit, which is going to be in bold. And so, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. By one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. And so we say together to Rosie, we welcome you into the fellowship of faith. We are children of the same heavenly Father. We welcome you. Amen. Let's give him a big round of applause. Yay. That's great. Well, well, thank you, everybody. Thank you. So you can now go relax. You've got your bun fight later to look forward to, I'm sure. Um, but go, thank you so much. It's been, a, it's been a privilege. Here we go. We'll give Dad. Here we go, Josh. So um, as we remain standing, we're going to move now into our next part of our service. We've got a, another couple of songs together that we're going to sing, and then we're, we're going to have um, a, a short message by Ruth. So let's uh, move into our next time of worship. i 
Love the Lord. 
morning. Please do sit down. It's lovely to be here with everybody. And my name is Ruth. I can't remember whether David introduced me, but I'm going to do a two-parter little talk on, on light today. But actually, I'm going to make you work for it first. Um, we often have a sharing time in, in church um, when the children go out and, and we just share something of the week. So I thought today, because our service is about light, um, you could share perhaps with the person next to you about when light has meant a lot to you, like a feel-good moment, like protection or guidance or something where it meant a lot to you. While you're thinking, because I know I hate being put on the spot, I'll just share one of mine, okay? So coming home from school a few years ago, um, I used to have to come down a farm track and dropped off by the school bus. And it was dusk. And the best thing was, although the light wasn't on in the living room, I could see that my mum had lit a fire in the hearth and the flames were darting. And that was just so welcoming to me. It was like a source of comfort and of, oh great, I'll be at home and warmth. And after a long day at school, I can tell you that was the best thing. Okay, so maybe you've thought of something. I'm just going to give you about a minute to talk, see if you can share something about light and what it has meant to you. Go. now. You can continue those conversations over coffee at the end and talk about light and what it has meant to you. I'm pleased that there was some joyful sort of laughing and um, it seemed to people had some um, good memories of light. So I said our service, we're looking a little bit about Jesus being the light, and um, we're following John's gospel at the moment. Um, John writes about Jesus' life, and we're going to look at John chapter 12. So it'll come up on the screen. Um, if people like to look in the Bibles, on, in, the, in the chairs, it's 1080 or 1080, um, but we're going to look at chapter 12, verses 44, when it comes up. Okay, so there we go. Then Jesus cried out, whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. 
The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. So Jesus said he was the light, not darkness. He was on earth to light up the way to seeing God, our Father in heaven. So the first thing I wanted us to consider was, well, what did the light mean to to people that Jesus was talking to? And you know what? I just think they were the same as us. They would be talking about guidance and protection and joy and, you know, particularly sometimes um, when perhaps they were afraid on a dark road and they'd seen the light of safety. So when Jesus was saying he was the light, he was saying that he shows the light of God's protection, that we can know God's safety when we come to Jesus, that we can know guidance when we come to Jesus. Some of us may feel sometimes, though, that we can't see it. We just don't understand. We don't get it. We feel like we're in a tunnel, and tunnels can seem very dark sometimes. But there is a light always at the end of a tunnel. And I remember somebody which shared with with me a, a few years ago, and it's always stuck with me, that Jesus being the light, it's like saying, light can put out the darkness, but darkness cannot put out the light. So if you're in that tunnel, darkness cannot put out the light. Light puts out the darkness. So hold on to that hope. So we're going to have another song now. Have a little think about that. And then we'll move on to think a little bit more about light and what we think up to date. Yep, I do. (laughs) Let's stand.
Thank you. Do sit down again. So then I got thinking, well, we're very sophisticated nowadays, aren't we? And we think we know lots about light, lots of new things about light, um, because, you know, we've got all this science. And I thought, well, I wonder what, um, what physics says about light. So because I didn't, I'm not very good at physics, I thought I'd ask Alexa. No, but I couldn't do that. Then I realized it's so infuriating, isn't it, when it says, I don't understand that question. So no way. So then I thought, well, a robot, that's up, up to date, but a bit controversial. So then old school, just Google Encyclopedia Britannica, yeah? So I've read this. The speed of light in a vacuum is a fundamental physical constant, the currently accepted value of which is exactly 299,792,458 meters per second. The speed of light is considered a fundamental constant of nature. And you could tell, I'm sure, that I couldn't understand a word of this. Well, then I thought, well, we have got somebody in the congregation. I was going to give him a, um, a week off, um, but he is an expert in physics. I don't know whether you know that, expert in physics and theology. Yes, David. <laughs> but instead of that, put him under the pressure of seeing if he taught his children well. <laughs> so I'm just going to invite Hannah, Bethan, and... Um, Samuel up to just tell us what that might mean in a little bit, you know, easier way to understand. I mean, Samuel's already taught me how to say that number, which I was going to say wrong. So, you know, you can be impressed with him already. Um, so, Hannah, tell us something about light. A vacuum is a completely empty space. Light is measured in a vacuum because this is the fastest it can travel. When light travels through other things, like air or water, it travels slowly. The speed of light in a vacuum... <laughs> it's called a physical constant. The speed of light in a vacuum is called a physical contents, constant, as it is one of those remarkable things in nature whose values always stay the same, no matter when or where it is measured. And you are correct when you said how fast light travels in a vacuum, but perhaps it is easier to think of it as travelling at 186,000 miles every second, which means in one second light can travel round the equator seven and a half times. Whoa! Give him a clap! He switched it off. Well, you're wiser now, aren't you? Come on. Physics. God is our creator. God created physics, as it were. God understands that physics, even if I don't. Sometimes God seems unfathomable. Like, you, we can't understand. We haven't got the capacity. Sometimes we want to tell God how to run the universe. Um, Job, we, um, there's a, a man named Job in the Bible, and we heard about him earlier this year, and God had to teach him and said, have you ever in your life commanded the morning and caused the dawn to know its place? You know, we are not God. And what Jesus is saying, 
that he can lead us to God because God is so hard to understand sometimes, hard to grasp. And he's saying, I am the way to, to understanding God, to understanding him better. Well, sometimes, as I said, light is a, can be a danger. I said it's a nice thing, but actually we're told not to look into the sun and that we should wear sunglasses much more to protect our eyes. And I'm not saying now that God is harmful to us. But what I am saying that sometimes when we come before a hope, we talk about God as holy and perfect, it's quite hard to think of coming into his presence it's a bit like, maybe this has never happened to you, but you think your T-shirt isn't, you know, you wore it yesterday, and maybe did you spill anything down it? No, it looks fine. And you go out, and then you get into the supermarket and the bright lights, and you see that stain, and you're really ashamed. You're sort of trying to cover it up. And sometimes it's, when we come into God's presence, he's so holy, so perfect, that we can feel ashamed of things that we've done wrong of things that we know would not be of him. And yet Jesus is saying he provides the light source so that we can stand before God and talk to him and come to him in prayer. So that however dirty we are, bad we may feel, or, or sinful or guilty, or, or whatever word we use, we can actually come to to God through Jesus, because as we sung, he died on the cross. He took away our stains. He took away our shame. So we can stand in the light of God. It's interesting, isn't it, that Jesus did mix with all the people that they said, ugh, don't want to mix with him. Jesus did. We can come to him. And lastly, I want to share something that might challenge us, I'm hoping. Because sometimes we can take all that for granted. All I've said, you know, oh, you've heard it before. I know Jesus died for our sins. I know he's unfathomable. I know he's perfect. I know he's holy. And we can, can roll off our tongues sometimes. So a little challenge. Starts off with a creature that's going to come up on the screen. Hopefully. And you're going to have to guess what this creature is. That's the first challenge. Do you know what that is? A mantis shrimp, did I hear? Excellent. He knows his stuff, well done. It is a small marine crustacean, yeah? <laughs> uh, and it's known for its aggressive, I'm just reading off my notes so I don't get it wrong, aggressive and lightning fast ways they catch a prey. So it's known for that, okay? Well, it has little quirks, does our mantis shrimp, and um, if you um, want to follow him, um, there's a Professor Justin Marshall, a marine neuroscientist, who gets very excited about mantis shrimps. Um, he finds some fascinating animals. You see, they have a color vision system which is four times more complex than ours. 
Now, in order to understand that, I had to remind myself how many colors a human processes. So I've got a little question up here. I hope. Anyway, I'll tell you what the question is. Do we process seven colors, three colors, or an infinite com number of colors? So hands up whether we process, when we look through, do we process seven colors? Do we color, do three colors or an infinite number? Right, well, humans apparently, <laughs> and this is where I'm, you know, I can see people, I'm going to run away actually at the end of the service in case people challenge me on this. Um, we process three channels of color, red, green, and blue. Okay. But the mantis shrimp, and you can see in the picture, he, well, some scientists think it is a bit controversial, so you can follow that as well, but um, certainly this chap thinks um, he's done research and reckons that the mantis shrimp processes 12 colors, okay, and can detect ultraviolet and polarized light, which we can't detect with the human eye or the naked eye. Well, what has that got to do with anything? I said that we had a challenge for us. See, sometimes we see things through our human eyes and we don't see things through God's eyes at all, do we? And think about that. If God created these, you know, colors, he can see. If there are other colors out there, then he can see them. He can process in a different way to us. And that's hard for us to imagine. And Jesus is, if you like, the lens that processes the light from God to help us see things in God's way. And what Jesus is doing is inviting himself, um, inviting, sorry, the people to look at himself, to come to him, and to see how God sees things in an infinite number of light, ways. And so my challenge is to get us away from our complacency of what we know, and to try and see another color of life, metaphorically, of how God sees the world. And so we need to ask the Holy Spirit, because that's the way it happens. Jesus left his Holy Spirit in order for us to process color in our lives. God's color. So let's look at the world this week in the way that God looks at it, just a little bit more. So we're going to pray about this. Um, Sometimes children find it easy to, to shut, their, uh, shut their eyes, as you probably remember being taught, and, um, but, but find a, a position that is comfortable for you. Let's talk to God. Awesome God, you are amazing. You are unfathomable. And we see that sometimes in the world around us. And we are amazed by what we see. 
and we thank you for all the beauty, for the people around us, for the, for the babies we see. We thank you today for being able to share in the baptism. Just so many good things that we can enjoy about life. And we're sorry, Lord, when we take those things for granted, when we take our loved ones, when we take our freedom, just so much we take for granted, and we are sorry for that, Lord. And we ask for your forgiveness. We ask that we will turn away from the things that make you sad and come to you. Heavenly Father, we ask that you'll help us to see to see you in, and the world in a different light, to see it the way you see it. Help us not be so blinded by our three-color vision. Help us to come to Jesus, to find out about him, so that we can learn about you, God. So we thank you that we can know forgiveness through Jesus. And then let's pray for things that are worrying us, that we're sad about, or that we know other people who are sad, who are finding life difficult, who don't understand why God is allowing things to happen. We ask that they will see light, that the darkness will be dispelled by that light, that they will see the light um, and the hope and the peace that you can provide. And we think of the people in India as well. We think of the people in China, sad about remembering the Tiananmen Square and, and what happened there. Lord, we bring the things that are on our hearts that we worry about, and we ask that you will take them from us. Help us to trust Help us to look at Jesus for those answers. So we bring these prayers, we bring these people, we bring our loved ones to you, Lord, now, and we ask you to bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you. Well, I think there's another song. Please stand. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the
Lord, we sing to you, worthy is the Lamb, remembering that you were, that you willingly lay down your life for us. And in the Old Testament, you know, lambs would be slaughtered in order for people to be forgiven. And yet you, Jesus, came as God and gave your life upon the cross for us, that we may be welcomed as children of your Heavenly Father. So thank you. And once again, we say, you are worthy. You are worthy. Amen. Amen. Well, we come to the end of our service. Please be seated. Please be seated. Um, uh, do stay behind after the service for uh, coffee and refreshments in the church centre. Also, it's a great opportunity to, to give your own special welcome to little Rosie uh, into our church family. Um, and for anyone who wants prayer for whatever reason, please just uh, uh, come to the front and speak to someone with one of these lanyards on. We'll be happy to pray with you or come speak to myself or any of the team here. We'd be really pleased to pray for you. Uh, so without any further ado, I'm going to pray a closing blessing upon us all. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace now and forevermore. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Have a great week and, uh, and I'll see you all soon. Bye-bye.